0: Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by Spurts.
1: Welcome to The Deep Dive. Andy, it is the end. We're getting towards the end of summer here. Kids are back in school. We only have two divisions left to preview for the NFL. Um, The football is in the air. College football, college football week zero this weekend. Yeah, um, week zero starting. We only have up. so many more Little League World Series. We only have so many Little League World Series games left. Uh, it's it's really we're running uh, running out of summer here, man. How are you feeling?
0: Pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, Monday golf was a little weird. Honestly, I was, once I got to the playoff, I was checking the sunset times for Jersey. Like, my God, if they go like five, six holes, oh, this yeah, thing might play into Tuesday. I'm like, we can't have that. My Sioux Falls, South Dakota. They're not. I'm not from South Dakota. I'm not even really from Minnesota, man. You spent a lot of your life in South. Dakota. But I did. I did spend a bunch of time out there. My so, and I do have a lot of in-laws. So cheering for them. They won again. I think they're into some sort of regional final. Yes. Our guy, our guy Weird goes again. Yeah. Pretty Weir excited about go. that. Weir gets to go for the next Wednesday game. When's he on?
1: When's taking the bump again? When's I? I don't know. Thursday. what The schedule looks like man. I yeah,
0: okay. I, I haven't seen these brackets. Like the, Tuesday is elimination games. Between, uh, I'm not going to list all these off, but there are elimination games. So I'm guessing Wednesday or Thursday, we'll see uh, our guy Weir again on the bump for Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I like the purple little nod to the University of Sioux Falls, go Panthers. Um, not even the best school there, Augustana. Much better athletic school, I think. Although USF did produce somebody in the draft this last year, too. Speaking of football, yes, two divisions left. We're getting close. We saved two good ones. Because I think there's definitely some intrigue at the top of uh, next week's with the NFC West, but the NFC West has a lot of good storylines and a lot of disagreements between uh, various, you know, who's and what's is media members. I guess that's the. Did you just say that? I'm, I'm gonna check that too.
1: Yeah, I don't know that we're streaming. I can't. Uh... I think oh, we okay. are. Oh, okay. Well, I not showing up on uh youtube uh okay well um all right let's let's talk some football we'll roll roll. we're we're gonna afc west is today and we're starting today and the bottom of the afc west begins with uh, a team that has been rebuilding now for a while um and we ready to go right into raiders
0: no i think so <laughs> I just I do want to <laughs> confirm everything that's going on. All right, Matt says it's good. Cool. We're going on YouTube. All right, Matt, get it, get All us a right. link. We'll take a look at the chat because I'm sure we're gonna have some Raiders talk. Yes, the Raiders. Let me. I'll, I'll lead this one up. I'll let you lead the Broncos. All
1: right. No, 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 let me let me. I had a good opener for the Raiders. Okay. Okay. All right. They the Raiders. Well, of course, did? they start. They start. They start one way. Um, they they have. Uh, six more years of the of the John Gruden, um, experience. Right. Uh, we have. Oh, I bet you it's going out on your Periscope and not my Periscope.
0: Oh, not on like it went on on like the deep dives Periscope or no, it oh, did it go out like on my Periscope. Yeah, I want you to okay. retweet me. We'll have to see how YouTube's working. I'll have to just double triple check that. But uh, yeah, the the Gruden era has been.
1: Yes. Extended? They, yeah. No, it hasn't been extended. It was. I mean, it last was. was. Last year was year three, right? And this is year four. Uh, he had, of his ten-year, hundred-million-dollar deal. But really, the point I was going to make is, if you had the state the Raiders were in when they hired Gruden was not good. And if you had said the day that he was hired that by year three of the Gruden era, uh, you'll at least be in contention for a playoff spot late in the season, and you're going to get eliminated in prime time. You know, most Raiders fans probably would have said, I'll sign up for that. I'm good with that. Like, like I live with that. Year three of the Gruden era were in contention late in the season? Yeah, cool. Um, but it was a little bit of a mirage. I didn't really think that, you know, what was positive about last year's Raiders team was sustainable. Um, and I certainly don't like any of the moves that they made this off season. And really, you know, Gro- you can point a lot of fingers at Gruden, sure. He's not developing so- some of the young players well, sure. Um, but without a doubt, the issue is mostly the general manager, how they've drafted what they're doing to build this team. And really now that they, you know, are kind of on the last year of a Derek Carr contract that was ugly when they walked into this, they inherited an ugly Derek Carr contract. Um, and now they entered the last year of it and they have done everything in their power by what I can tell you to handicap him such that he's not you know going you know that that he is not given an opportunity to uh, find success this year at least the way I look at this way that this yeah. team is rostered do you think they feel that way or what do you think the temperature is inside the building
0: I don't know man it was a it was a weird year this was another one where I looked back at it I kind of had a feeling about it and then I looked back and I'm like this is a Goofy year too. It was and really yeah, looking back good at like, I, what did what did Derek Carr do wrong besides like, uh, the Atlanta game was horrific. Like he had a really that was a nightmare game. I know you. I think you bet Atlanta there. That game was just complete one way traffic. He was bad, but otherwise, it, just giving getting what he had. You know, get, or give it, given what he had to work with, and really they kind of found a lucky break in that tight end, really, uh, sure. you know, yeah. Find, yeah. yeah, getting, you know, getting Waller to, uh, off of like, an unrestricted free agent. I'm not, I'm not sure where he, where, it was, I believe he was a raven. But that was just like a like an oopsie find. Other than that, like, yeah, I mean, we'll, we're going to get to it. You can see it on the sidebar here. We have Gruden and Mayock. We want to talk about them. Extensively, but yeah, the 2020 season—just quick touch. Like they were reaping, and this is again why we're going to be so negative on Bayock and probably a little on Gruden too. They were reaping the bennies, of the Mac trade still. Yeah, the Khalil Mac trade—they had first, first two, two first-round picks. They—they've had a decent war chest of picks. They just haven't converted any. And some, and maybe we can shit on Mac, but sometimes it's just bad luck. I mean, it, it could be bad luck. It could be bad. Drafting it could well, be bad scouting. It could be when you're the only person
1: in the, when you're the only person in the universe that sees Cleveland Farrell as a top yeah. five talent and that's then he turns out not to be, that's kind of on you. <laughs>
0: I don't I was kinda getting I was getting to that. It was like, you know, sometimes you see these teams they reach for somebody and be like, Oh man, what did they see? Like, oh my god, this guy, but it's if you do that a bunch and it just never works, it's like maybe you just have a bad scouting you know, take on you when
1: you use draft capital on Jacobs as a running back well inside the first round, that's on you. Um, you know, there were a lot of missteps really in terms of self-evaluation being able to evaluate what worked for your team last year and then seeing what they did this off season. And we'll get to that was, it was problematic. Um, but yeah, I guess reflecting a little more on 2020, I did not expect the Raiders to be in the playoff picture. And yet lo and behold, after a miraculous win against the jets week 13, they were (laughs) seven and five, they were seven and five and they were very much alive for that seventh playoff Mm -hmm. spot in the very competitive AFC that included a couple of huge wins for them. They beat the Browns. They beat the Chargers. They beat the Chiefs. Chiefs. Uh, that, they I was going to
0: say the only reason oh, they were man. into contention was a 6-3 and three win where you yep. beat the Saints, Chiefs, and Browns. Like That yep. that team with that amount of talent usually doesn't win those three games. You then-
1: hosted uh, the Saints in your house uh, without a crowd, and you went toe-to-toe with them and then beat them. Now, granted, that was – very much helped helped by some fortuitous officiating but you beat them by 10 points um I bet on a lot as I'm looking up and down the schedule I'm just realizing now I bet on a lot of Raiders games last year I was I was in on almost every one of these games I thought the Chiefs were going to come off their bye and absolutely throttle them uh, but the Raiders hung in there in that week 11 game lost 35 31 probably should have won uh, the week next week, getting blown out by the Falcons, you, you saw that coming. I can't exactly tell why that happened, but I remember seeing that coming. And then, yeah, they, they get a lucky win against the Jets. but that, and that was about it. The next week, they underwhelmed against the Colts. Yeah, that was that was the cover zero play. Out. That the, Against the Jets, yeah. The 31-28 win was was that, handed to you. That cost Greg um,
0: Williams' his job, that, that loss. And really, like you said, the, the Atlanta game, that's you, right. you, you were banging the drum heavily for that Atlanta game. I don't even think you saw it going at one. Like, no, no. Atlanta, like Atlanta, was going to play well in that game, but what Carr did to exacerbate it was hilarious. The Colts game was that was a big embarrassment, one too. the, the Chargers game was like the, I think the Chargers kept missing field goals, and then that that went to overtime. It was like LA refused to win.
1: The Chargers then, game uh, was that one was crazy though because that was in prime time. Yep. That was Thursday it Night was, Football. That's still the reason I watched yeah, it. You're, you're still alive for the playoff spot, but you need a win. Uh, and, yeah, that one went to overtime in insane fashion. And I think uh, the the back and forth was crazy. You had Marcus to come in for uh, Derek yep. Carr, whose groin exploded. Um, and the Raiders got stoned on a, a touchdown opportunity with the first drive in overtime. End up kicking a field goal. And so the Chargers had to score a touchdown to get the win. And Herbert looked like he got stopped and yeah. the clock was going to tick out. and They were going to lose. You know, Chargers were going to find another insane way to lose. Um, but ultimately, Herbert got in with the one-yard rush. Herbert, by the way, when we get to the Chargers, remind me to bring this up, Herbert's um, ability to gain short yardage was Brutally bad last year. He's he's like he is like a weird. He needs to watch some Cam Newton. Like yeah, film. yeah, he's the anti Cam Newton to a degree. He just can't get to the short yardage. I don't know what it is. Um, I think
0: I think like, the injury, the Mariota thing, was the
1: Dolphins game, wasn't it? Uh, Mariota came in t- against the Chargers and then Mariota played the entire. Dolphins oh, he, game.
0: He played. Yeah, he played the Dolphins game too. Yeah, that was the weird one too. Uh, you know, that just snatching snatching victory from the jaws of defeat with the jets thing where they handed it to you essentially but like the then you had the the washington game where they give up that long pass to fitzmagic and then on top of it just uh, if i remember right it was like one of those like oh my god is his neck broken face masks where it's like really really apparent and And then it's like oh he put it he put him in kind of field goal range and then you see that and like oh like it's gonna be like a thirty-five yard field goal now, and they're gonna lose. And, <laughs> and then really, like the, the Denver game, you know, these this team finished second in the division. But the Denver game, it was two two meaningless teams that had you know been eliminated, and they actually what they scored a touchdown on fourth down, got a two point conversion, and then blocked a kick. Like hey, were, you know what?
1: Here's you want to say they, like, they won it. They won that get- game. Let's let's we got to fix actually the record. I was wrong. Mariota did not play in the Dolphins game. It was a Derek Carr came back from that grain injury and played the next week on a short week. I didn't realize that, but Derek Carr played that the entirety of that Dolphins game, including an 85 yard pass to Nelson Aguilar to put the Raiders up 22 to 16. Presumably, their season is saved. Um, they did not convert the extra point. This is important. So they were up by six points, uh, not seven. Um, The next play, Miles Gaskin, or next next drive, Miles Gaskin, 59-yard touchdown pass from Ryan Fitzpatrick. I don't remember that. (laughs) That was insane. Um, And, uh, yeah, because they did convert their kick. So they're up by one, 23-22. Um, but the Raiders, with 19 seconds left, kick a 22-yard field goal to go up 25-23. Now, how do you lose when there are 19 seconds remaining and you're up by two points? How does that happen? Well, Ryan Fitzmagic absolutely had the crazy, you know, crazy horseshoe of his ass. And like you said, he made the play. He got the face mask, set them up for the one-second remaining 44-yard field goal by Jason Sanders was good that was the most insane game of the nfl regular season in terms of how in the world that we end up here um that wasn't a great game it was a bad game in general no. um but it, was, really, a no, ba- it 15- was a good bad game and
0: i do i do remember why i i thought Mariota played versus tua because of motoy's tweet about oh yeah like right. the uh, hawaiian on hawaiian pain because they're like the the what you saw you remember in that chargers game when car went out he bad. ran out of bounds yeah. and just grabbed his handy like it had snapped. I, I didn't think I he play the next him. week, so yeah. I mean, kudos to him, the tough guy. You know what? You know what the best part? Seventh. Is? You know so the best part of all this?
1: was? Fifty-one total points. You want to know what the what's closing that? total was? <laughs> Fifty-two. Fifty-one point five. Forty-eight. 48 so it only went over because which one was that that? that we middled or something this one middled yeah I, I think uh no this one did not know this one went this one went over, there was a different over. one this one went over over but it was still hysterical um 51 points on just with six points coming in the final 20 seconds from either team kicking a field goal so yeah and ultimately if they had just converted their extra point they would have at least had overtime opportunity but it was not to be either way. The Vegas Raiders saw their season end in prime time. So if you were a fan, at least you got to see some drama. At least there was some drama. At least it was some interest. You weren't just another one of the teams that ran their season, went sideways on them, and nothing interesting happened. That feels more like what we're in for this year with this team. Um, Because I don't think a second-place finish in the AFC West is in the cards. No.
0: And yes, it's again, it was. I can't remember what preview I was reading the other day, and they showed like all these Raiders coaches that got extended into their fourth year. And it's happened to Chucky twice now. So this is, it was his, this was technically his seventh year as a Raiders coach. But it non it was like James A. Garfield,
1: non concurrent, you know. Non concurrent, sure.
0: Or like I, I I know a couple that got divorced, remarried later on after they got divorced again, and they count it like this is our twentieth anniversary, technically, if you push them all together. Like, I, I don't know if that's <laughs> how it works. But anyway, yeah, like the the fact that I, I don't understand, I guess, what Mark Davis Did and they the, get the remarried the on the same
1: day that they had gotten married before? Got him and to have to ask him. That's a, well,
0: that'd be interesting. Yeah, having two anniversaries—that's that's that's a tough look for that guy. Yeah, yeah. that's that's tough. That's a lot of (laughs) presents. But yeah, the 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 fact that they brought him back after again, it, it yeah, you improved by a game on a two-point conversion in a meaningless game. You were seven and nine the previous year. You've improved every year technically, but I don't see like the rebuild, what you should have gotten with all these draft picks over the past few years. It, it just hasn't translated into like excitement for this team. And again, I, I don't want to shit too hard on Derek Carr. He's not a bad quarterback. He just, it, you know, he, he's never going to be, he's, he's, he's a very limited range. Like he he's not, Alex Smith, check down, but he's not scared to check down. And really just like over, over his career, he hasn't turned the ball over a lot, but no. he hasn't been spectacular either. It's just a, a short, small range, high floor, low ceiling. Like he he is what he's going to get. And, again, we'll discuss, too, in the offseason stuff if we think the the receiving core got better or worse.
1: Well, let's talk about the offseason. Um, yeah, key players lost is really where I want to start. Yeah,
0: three-fifths of the offensive line.
1: Yeah, for a team that their clear and obvious strength, if you watched a lot of their games last year, was the performance of the offensive line. For them to move on from Rodney Hudson, who was playing near an all-pro level, uh, and as well as Gabe Jackson, who I thought was very, very uh, you know, capable, starting, you know, perf- you know great starting Um guard uh immediately yeah. snapped up by the seahawks by the way rodney hudson immediately snapped up by the cardinals by the way so raiders loss is the nfc west's game apparently um and then you have Trent, you have trent brown he's gone and you know granted trent brown's best days are way behind him but the interior is the point is the uh, aspect that i'm concerned about and oh by the way you shouldn't be loving the idea of teams that desperately needed offensive line i.e. the Seahawks and the Cardinals immediately snapping up your your cast-offs and the Patriots coming to get your right tackle. Like none of those are good signs if you're evaluating them in a vacuum. Um, And then if you're evaluating them for this team specifically, Derek Carr has performed at a very notably better level when you can provide him with interior pass pro compared to when he is feeling pressure up the middle. He is skipping balls. He's throwing balls out of bounds. He's not, con, you know, he's not performing the job of quarterback. And this,
0: I don't, happened they, before.
1: this is self-inflicted, and it's absolutely mind-blowing that they did this to themselves. And all of their decisions in the offseason, I have, I raise immediate questions about. They give $13 million to Yannick Ngakwe. What has he shown you now in the last couple of years? Uh, d-
0: little him? pushback, little pushback. He got moved around a lot. But that guy, the guy's putting up. Like seven, eight, nine sacks every year. Like he's he's not he's not without flashy. looking
1: without looking it up. Where did he end his season last year?
0: Uh, he went to Minnesota, back to Baltimore, and then was there a third team? Or he went Baltimore to Minnesota to.
1: He went Jacksonville to Minnesota Jackson. to Baltimore. He finished yeah, his season I had for the Raiders. You remember all those amazing plays he made for the Raiders in the playoffs and uh, and down the stretch for them, getting them into playoffs. I, I still I still think he's going to be decent.
0: I'm not excited about this defense by any means. I just won't I won't stand for Ngakwe slander. He was the Minnesota Vikings' <laughs> leading sack exactly. getter last yep. year in, in like the six games he played for them. Um, and really, like I want to talk about something you and I got to last two years ago. I believe it was. We had a similar situation. I was about to say in California, I have to come to terms with this team not being in the state of California anymore, but it was the Rams losing a good center and a good guard and having a quarterback who didn't like interior pressure. And they took a decent step back off of Super Bowl year. Now in my best, you know, what's like a monologue voice, like now let me tell you that team was eight and eight. It yes. was like the end of end of time to kill. <laughs> like the, this team wasn't a Super Bowl team. Like that, that's what that can do to a team. Yes. Uh, uh, outside of you know, quarterback is the most important position. Head coach is kind of right there too, even though it's not a position. But outside of a left tackle. Like your your interior offensive line might be more important than anything because just nothing works if you're getting constant pressure up the middle because edge rushers are gonna always gonna do edge rusher shit, and yeah, this could be I'm, I'm very concerned about that. They they had a longer list of offseason changes than a lot of teams we ran into, and I mean the, we we talked about you know traded essentially traded away three fifths of the starting line. They brought in a rookie from Bama, which. Again, it could be good. It, it often takes some time, and there's a lot of a lack of continuity there. Um, I wanted your opinion on the Aguilar for John Brown swap. Essentially, that's,
1: Aguilar had 900 I'm yards fine. and like I'm eight fine. touchdowns. I'm fine that's that. a lot. I'm fine with that. But John Brown. I call it John, tit for tat. I'm fine with that. But John Brown is redundant. He's redundant to the role you expect to get out of. Brooks. Um, I mean, the, the redundancy yeah. is obvious to guy. anyone who's paying attention. That's the same player. So, why you went that way, I would not, I, I can't tell you. You want another redundancy question? Why in the fuck did you go get Kenyon Drake? What, what was the point of that? Like, <laughs> yeah. why, after you drafted J- Jacobs, I mean, you're worried about you're not your running game, you know, falling off if Jacobs gets hurt. So, you go out and add f- $5.5 million Kenyon Drake. Uh, I you mean, should that see my, my
0: note on Drake. this. It's the top one. It says <laughs> okay. Kenyon Drake added for running back depth. Because there's a question mark. Like yeah,
1: right. I'm like, was that was that a need? Was it a you need know, the, No. no? Needs are all on the other Definitely side of the ball. Casey,
0: Casey Hayward.
1: Uh, Casey Hayward is a fine player, but his that, you know, his, that, that, his that best helps. days are behind him.
0: Yeah, um, I was gonna say he's getting a little and then they drafted a safety, which is usually something that gives immediate uh although he was
1: the guy that was expected to go higher. But he was mocked in the first round to their the round Jags one by pick, like everybody. The round one pick of Alex Leatherwood. It was a it was a, a deja vu all over again. Cleveland Farrell situation. No one had Alex Leatherwood ranked in the top seven, not top six, top half of this draft. No way. Like he was. I had him fringe. like thirty five percent for the first draft. Yeah, because exactly. we were doing the Bama a, props. Exactly. Yes, correct. You're correct. You were correct. May, Mayock yeah, was yeah. the only guy that saw it differently. Seventeenth overall instead. We
0: had him yeah. fringe. Cause the, the Bama prop was like hinging on him and Barmore and like one other person. And they all had like less than 50% probabilities for the first round. And it's like, when then Leatherwood went, I'm like, Oh my God, the Bama props hitting, isn't it? Jesus Christ. You guys, we need to start doing this in, in uh, more in the next draft is like, well, we have to take the Raiders into account. Like they could literally just do anything. Maybe not after this year, if uh, they end up cleaning house.
1: Yeah, I guess I but yeah, I mean, just to kind of put one more point on the move of Yank Ngakwe, my my rating for him after last season was barely replacement level. Like I don't know what happened with his production or with his performance that it fell off so much. Um, But there there were guys that left this team that I had almost the same rating on, which is maybe that sounds crazy. Um, horse rush defender like he can't he's
0: not, he's just a pure edge pass rusher guy and on the right defense where you can say hey guess what you're in on second and longs and every third down that's not third and one the like he, he's great for that he's great for that but in a, in a defense like this that isn't it doesn't have all this a wealth of defensive linemen it doesn't make sense to use him as a as a you know, a rotation guy like that. So I,
1: I don't know. It, I, I like
0: him, but I agree. It doesn't make a ton of sense for what they did with him. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I just, it's a, it, it was not a, a meaningful upgrade in my opinion. Um, and, uh, and again, ultimately it's potentially going to come out for the Raiders at quarterback this year with a weak offensive line. So you're counting on your offensive line coach to do the best job in the NFL. Um, what do you think the chances of that are? <laughs> It's Tom Cable, so it's Tom Cable. <laughs> yeah, T- it was Tom Cable
0: yeah. last year, and your defense. Yeah, talent to He had, talent to, work with. He had he, talent to work with last year. Yeah, he actually. Yeah, it was a, like you said. It was a strength. They took. Yeah, it, it was a weird move. It was almost like, um, oh, the beginning of Ted Lasso, or the or the you know the Indians movie. What was that? Major League, where it's like, oh, we're trying to make the team bad. Like let's take one of our strengths and absolutely hamstring it, and then not really improve the other strengths or Here's, the other weaknesses. I can't, the, the I can't believe you went to... there
1: because I was really hoping you were. Is was this intentional? Like
0: is Mayak trying to get rid of Gruden? I feel like Gruden not Gruden takes but get
1: rid of L- Carr. Like this this because like honestly <sighs> like you we've seen enough of Derek Carr to know that you should not re-sign him to a long-term big money deal if you were the Raiders, unless he can perform under oh, this situation no. that you've created for him, right? Like if Carr is competitive this season, then you probably have enough information to stick with them. But you've set him, set him up to fail. You have absolutely set him up to fail. Did oh. they do it on purpose? Yeah, I don't <laughs> know.
0: Let's, let's, yeah yeah let, us Let's talk the Mayock Gruden experience because it's a lot of money and I don't understand fully how the coaching contracts work. Like, can you fire, if you fire Gruden, you have to pay all that money? Uh, Probably. That's a million dollar, question. by a million, I mean like 69. $6 million, $60 million question because, and we, we know that, you know, Davis isn't no. cash rich, so. Maybe that did that play into well, keeping I don't think Gruden, Gruden for next year? Really a, a lot, lot of team teams last year.
1: Uh, but your point is fair, which is if if this is an underwhelming season, if they're three and fourteen, and Derek Carr looks like the worst version of that we have seen him as a pro, um, are is Gruden going to be on the hot seat then? And my answer would be probably not because of the money, right? It's so much. So it's so probably much money. not Mayock. Maybe I don't know. I don't know if Mayock is in good graces or not, but. I don't want him fired. I want him back on TV. I mean, his 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 yeah, tenure has been. I don't even know if you can generously give him a D.
0: Yeah, I guess it, if your management ownership, what have you, who do you blame more for the the drafting? And that's going to come down to who did you give the most uh, responsibility to. With with the drafting, and if it is Mayock, and they have a bad season, and you know Leatherwood doesn't pan out, the safety doesn't hardly play, and you know Farrell doesn't take a step forward, and then a lot of these other guys they drafted, it's just then maybe what do you do look at getting rid of Mayock? I'm not I mean, sure. For a
1: guy that covered the draft professionally for so many years, how how is he not aware of the perceived value of these, these players? And even if he is going to go full contrarian and say no, my rankings are better than the than the hive mind at least know that if you are targeting these guys, you could get more value from those picks by trading down, right? Like what, like what is it that's going on with this guy that he is like, you know, missing the, is the, is the, is the only guy in the room. He's the only guy in the room. That's surprised when there is fan dis disillusionment after they take Alex Leatherwood 17th overall, why is he, why, why is he surprised?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Is he just not listening to any? Like, I feel like all these other ones. Yeah, like yeah, like if that's what I was gonna say. Like fully, you know, isolating himself from all the other noise and being like, you know, not realizing, like, man, I, I could probably take this guy by dra- trading up in the second, and maybe not even trading up that far, you know, just not knowing what other GMs are doing. I don't, I don't have any other exploit I'm at a loss here. So it's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it it it's it's baffled me for sure just based on like like the feral pick. Like when you when you get, when it when it's a one off like, all right, we took a shot with our guy. And you know, the most common one people bring up maybe is Trubisky, like he traded up and took him where people didn't think and that was a high profile one with a quarterback. I think some of this mayok stuff goes under the radar a little if you're not a Raiders fan or not following it as closely because it's like Nobody remembers, oh, like, yeah, they took Clough and Farrell, and that was a bust at that pick. They had, like, three first-rounders that year. They had two yeah. this year, and, and just none of those none of those guys have really turned out outside. Of, I mean, you have a decent running back, and that's that's something you can find pretty easily. I, mean, I don't want to put Kenyon Drake up there, but, yeah, you can just get a Kenyon Drake and probably get a decent amount of uh, production out of him as well, so. So let me ask, you, uh, I got a couple, I, more yeah. unanswerable, couple more
1: unanswerable questions for you about this team. Hat you tip, uh, Mr. Simmons. Yeah. Hat tip to the the rewatchables. I've been listening to a lot of those lately as I drive around. Um, the, uh, the defense was clearly bottom five in the NFL last year, correct? Yeah, I'm, I'm putting it there again. Question number one that's unanswerable, did they upgrade it? And then question number two, what is the strength of this defense? I don't, I can't put something
0: ahead of <laughs> other, like if I had to put something ahead of well, other hey, things. What about question Did, did
1: they, bed. did they upgrade the defense?
0: No, I, I don't believe so. Like the, the Hayward signing is fine. You're probably going to be starting a rookie free safety. Uh, Arnett, we'll see if he improves off last year. Again, the Ngakwe thing, I don't think he he's a three down DN. He's going to be a fine pass rusher. Just going to get some sacks on third and long. But Farrell's Farrell, I don't see him taking a step forward. So like what you did was bring in Ngakwe, Hayward, drafted a free safety. Yeah. And and I mean Gerald McCoy. No. He's I don't even
1: old. know if he makes the team.
0: Yeah, he's he's like thirty three, thirty-four. So I, I don't think if, if anything, the defense maybe takes a tiny step forward in coverage if Hayward can take away a little bit, but Abrams bad. You have a bad strong safety. You have another corner that's not going to play well and a young slot corner. And yeah, I, I, I struggle to take any part of that uh, team and put it ahead of the rest. Like I guess if you had to I'd say the maybe the front four is better than the secondary, but that's only by attrition.
1: Right now Cleveland Farrell's playing behind your 2019 fourth round pick, Max Crosby. That's Max with two X's. Um, right now, your 2020 number one overall pick, Damon Arnett, uh, is playing behind the guy you just signed, Casey Hayward. Uh, yep. Casey Hayward, who has a difficulty staying healthy at this time of the year, and who you just picked up for 2.5 million off the scrap heap. Um, it's. I think the answer to both questions is there is no strength and this isn't it didn't improve and there there is no strength <laughs> I think these guys are going to give up the pass and I don't think they're going to be able to get off the field when other teams are putting them in run the ball run the clock out situations so let me
0: ask you this then uh, if last year what kept them in it last year and I mean the what, what kept him in games at times, especially against, let's say, the Chiefs? The Chargers. In, obvious,
1: in obvious passing downs, they had great pass pro and Derek Carr precision passing down the field.
0: He actually his, he can make that first read like nobody's business. Like yes, if, absolutely. If, somebody, if somebody's open and that's the person that was supposed to be open, you're getting a first down because he was well protected and he's pretty accurate with the ball. Yes. If protection broke down, or he had to go, you know, further, it was often just a running back checked out, and we'd end up with a, you know, a punt situation. But the offense was decent at times, and you can probably give Gruden some credit for that. That's that's his specialty, I suppose. And again, if we're gonna have the breakdown in the center of this offensive line in the interior, and he's not getting that protection, and you're saying the receiver core probably didn't improve. Yes, Waller's great, and yes, you know you, you have a, a, an okay deep threat with Rugs, but the redundancy with Brown is kind of weird. I would have probably got a slot guy, like or kept angular. I guess I, I'm not sure what the the whole deal is there. So, uh, if the offense takes a step back and the defense hasn't got better, we're saying this team is going to be worse than eight eight. And that kind of brings me to the schedule. We'll get to that, but boy. Well, not guess, a lot of advantage spots for
1: them. Let's give let's give a little bit of positive shine. Let's get let's be a little positive here and just. Say I tried to Gruden, say nice things about Derek Carr. Gruden's scheme, Greg Olson is, offensive coordinator. It's it's strong, a lot of first down passes. Carr was very good on first down passes in the first three quarters of the game, uh, and they got off to some good starts because of that. Honestly, um, but I think as teams start to figure out their tendencies as they're anticipating more first down passes. And as you can, you know, create a little bit of a mismatch against their inexperienced interior offensive line. I think you're going to be able to turn that against them to a degree. Um, And I also worry about why they went out and got Drake and they're like, Oh, we got to establish the run kind of like it might be in the cards for them, which is horrific. Um, But you know, that's this. This let's look at the schedule and let's figure out where the wins are because I I'm struggling struggling to find the wins.
0: Also, you know, in your little your little color coded thing, often we'll find teams that are like, oh, here it's an advantageous spot. Here's a disadvantage spot. Here's an advantage spot. It's not that way. Outside of just the relative strength of schedule, with enough teams there that are you know, five hundred teams or better, they have the four early games in the East Coast, you yeah. know, the East time zone. They have Cleveland in December on a back-to-back road. Not, they not had that great. weird, that, that Cincy, Cincy coming off their bye, which again, we don't know what that team, will, that team might not be very good, but Cincy off their bye in a weird sandwich of probably some track meet games, if the offense plays okay. Yep. You get Philly off the bye. So I've named, those are all disadvantaged spots. And then, Really, your only advantage spot is the Mega Mini-Buy versus Washington football team, where you get you get them off of Monday, you're off of Thursday. So you get a, a great advantage spot against Washington. That'll be a really shitty game. And, honestly, some of these Raiders games are so entertaining. The ones we went over last sure. year, they were so worse. So oh, It's dude. it's not great. And then, on top of it, it, even, and we'll get to the quarterback situation in the mile High city even if you know, even if Denver decides that they didn't do anything outside of getting Bridgewater, like Bridgewater and those receivers are more than capable of taking that defense to task. The Chargers are going to be a much better team, obviously. You saw what they had in the second half of the season with the rookie, the you know, the young rookie quarterback there. And you have the Chiefs twice. And then just on top of that, everything else, like I said, Cleveland on the road, it's, it's going to be tough to find six, seven, eight wins here.
1: Yeah, I'm exactly there with you. They got to play five games in the one p.m. time slot on Sundays. Never a great sign. They got you mentioned all those spots. I'm concerned about. I do agree. I like them against Washington, uh, in that uh, nice little. Uh, they get to host Washington on a, uh, on a Sunday. Washington's the coming mega, off of the mega Monday. The mega mini buy. Yeah, that's a beauty. Um, and oh my God, that Cincinnati game. Uh, I, well, number one happily, happily taking those four and a half points. I don't think that's going to be around by the time we get to the middle of the season. That's going to be a pick if not Cincinnati, a small favorite on the money line. Um, but that over right now, you want to guess what that total is this moment as the, all the look-aheads are up right now? High 40s? 50. And wow. that closes 54 would be my guess.
0: Yeah, and, that, and that, that's another thing, too. As you look at some of these teams where they're favored against or, you know, a, a pick against Miami, Miami, Chicago, Philly, Cincy, Washington,
1: Denver. All, all teams with upside.
0: Well, they're all teams with maybe a little bit questionable quarterback play. Sure. And the great equalizer in that is having a horseshit secondary to throw against. That's how you make that. Yeah. That's how you make Andy Dalton or a rookie. That's how you make, Tua, uh, that's how you make Hurts. That's how you make a second-year player coming off an injury in Burrow. Washington, Fitzmagic, against point. a bad
1: secondary. That's a great, just a great like, point. It's
0: still, it's still a bad spot for Washington. But all those teams are favored against. And then Teddy, and the, the last one is uh, the Chargers, who I think have a good quarterback, albeit young. Like uh, The great equalizer to a bad quarterback is playing against a bad secondary. Even even bad quarterbacks look good if
1: the coverage sucks ass. There's some decent yeah. receivers on
0: those teams as well.
1: Yeah, you made Drew Locke look good last year, in the final yeah. game of the season. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, a, it's you you nailed it. Uh, your defense is going to make those bad quarterbacks look good on the schedule. I think you're I think that is exactly correct. Nothing about this defense to me screams that the problem has been solved in any way, shape, or form even though you brought in new defensive coordinator, Gus Bradley. Gus Bradley, former head coach Gus Bradley. Gus Bradley was cut
0: loose by the Chargers last year. He are
1: their D.C. under Anthony
0: Lynn. Oh, you know who he replaced? The fired Paul Gunther, who was, and this is not good for this team, scooped up by Minnesota instantly because <laughs> he used to coach with Zimmer. So, oh, we better get him a job up there.
1: Oh boy, I'm yeah, um, not great. Yeah. Um, not not interested in the. I don't think that's solving the problem. I guess I'll put it that way. We um, have a, a
0: funny, a funny little glitch in the odds too. And when we pop over there, oh, you'll really? have to look
1: at this. Oh, but let's let's look at the odds because I'm I'm, I'm I'm ready to find a way to, to attack these guys.
0: The old joke um, is that Super Bowl
1: is that missing a zero
0: because it actually is. Too. It is
1: missing a zero. Okay, yeah, that's seventy-five, 75 to one, one to yeah. win the Super Bowl, unbeatable. Um. Thirty to one to win the AFC. That is unbeatable. Uh, I really don't. I'm, mean, you know, the AFC West. Seventeen to one is actually a. That's actually probably a fair that's price. <laughs> that's probably bettable. <laughs> but I'm not. Have, I want nothing to do with it. I mean. The Raiders have a – we're going to go through the rest of the AFC West. The AFC West is a gauntlet. uh, and Everybody has some tough schedules. I guess the Raiders' schedule isn't quite as tough as some of these other guys, I guess. Um, But it's not easy. uh, To make the playoffs, no. Uh, Minus 475, yes, plus 250. Uh, I don't see them winning enough games to get a a wild card. Uh, Not in the AFC. That's awful tricky. Regular season win total over six and a half is minus 200. Under six and a half is plus 155. Under six and a half at plus 155 is bettable. Um, If things go sideways for this offense because of the pressure breakdowns, interior pressure breakdowns, and Derek Carr plays like his former self, where he was he had some seasons under pressure, you're you're talking about a bottom five QB. And then this team is winning three three or four games. Yeah,
0: I have some under positions on earlier numbers. There's people that got eights, which is so you it don't got high eight. There, there are some weird soft openers. Wow. This, this one has been bet. And, again, we're we're getting here. It's August 23rd. This one's been bet down, and we'll, we're going to talk about the uh, Broncos today, too. That's one that has been bet up precipitously because of the rumors, you know, first of Watson going there and second of Rodgers going there. So that win total is probably a tad inflated at this point in the season, and I think people need to realize that, you know, hey, it's, if you didn't get in early on some of these t- Teams, it might be just best to sit out. I can still see an under here at a plus number, uh, maybe an alt under too. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty much staying away. I already have some Raiders positions on the under, and it's where I'm at.
1: Nice. I completely completely subscribe to that. This is a this there's not a lot of upside here for these guys, um, as we've covered in detail. Uh, I can entirely see this being like Green's first season where they had four wins. Yeah, back
0: to back to zero, and then they are back to square one, and then they probably just keep him another year anyway.
1: By the way, that year when Gruden was was a first year on the job for these guys, the second time around, not the first first year, but the second first year, um, Derek Carr EPA per play bottom five in the NFL that season, and a ton of it was because of pressure. So.
0: They had a weird receiver room too that
1: year, I feel like. Might have to go look at that season. That's
0: interesting. Uh
1: did they really? Twenty eighteen? Was it weird? You wanna guess who was in the room? Twenty seventeen I thought was the first year. Uh no, this is his fourth season. Gruden went four and twelve, seven and nine, and eight and eight. Okay. 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 Yeah, you're ready. Right. 18, 18,
0: 20, 20, 20. It's the seventh season we've discussed this, but yeah, we'll go back and look at that. For that's a, that's a
1: discussion for a different day.
0: We'll get uh, we'll get on with it. We'll talk some uh, Broncos.
1: They Had Jordy Nelson that year and Amari Cooper. They did have Jordy and Seth Roberts. This was the that, That's
0: that another one too. Wrong. They got they got rid of Cooper for picks, and that should have turned out better. The Cooper Cooper and Mack and all the picks they brought should have turned out better.
1: That's their best that's receiver it. That's that year. The Raiders in a nutshell Cook. right now. Yeah. Uh, real quick before moving off the Raiders, uh, rug's going to break out this year or we'll see a bust?
0: You know what you need for long passes? You need protection. You need to sit back there and drop seven steps. So, Is that the right way to utilize rugs? It's his best asset. is his speed. I don't know. I'm not an offensive can he, coordinator. Can he maybe, do anything else? Maybe, maybe he can and maybe somebody like Gruden, who I still think has some offensive uh, – you know, capabilities in or as far as scheming up something unique. I think maybe he'll be able to do something with it,
1: but I'm not super hopeful. Do you think they want to, re- they would take a redo on uh, yeah. Judy? Ju- Judy? Judy and Lamb were in the conversation. No one Judy, really Lamb, you? No one, one was saying Jefferson should be wide receiver one, but do you think no, they would like a redo?
0: I'd like Judy. I'd rather have Judy. I think he's way more versatile.
1: I would rather I would too. Um, do you think they would like a redo on Cleveland Farrell?
0: Yeah, they'd like a redo on almost Abram, almost all of these. Essentially, the running back was the only good pick in the last couple of years.
1: Who? Um, and that's damning. God, dude. Do you know uh, they didn't really there wasn't anybody on the board who really stands out that could have been a huge difference maker at the at the edge. The best in that class looks to be Brian Burns, but he was pretty consensus mid-tier, you know, mid middle of the class round one. Um, they, there's really, other than, like, the likes of Josh Allen and, uh, uh, and, um, oh, that was the other Josh Allen. That was a defensive Josh Allen. Other, no, other really, Josh Allen. There really wasn't anyone who stands out in there. This was a bad draft the 2019 NFL draft was bad yeah And they made this it was worse a bad draft and they but they and they had they had a whole shitload of of uh capital in this one <laughs> they happened to have all of the they, they held all the cards in a bad draft <laughs> so that's definitely not helping yeah all right I'm starting to understand a little bit more now but reaching for Cleveland Farrell was inexcusable reaching for taking Josh Jacobs better. was better Jacobs didn't help you. Abram didn't help you. Um, So it
0: sucks. Like I said, that's their best draft pick, and it was, but it's still a running back, and it's not, this is not, you know, what you're going to build a roster around. So, all right. Um,
1: Yeah. I don't even think, I'm not even sure. I'm not convinced he was the best running back in that. Draft, yeah. No, we got there was a was lot of guys who you've pick. gotten really they've gotten you've gotten really good production out of a lot of other guys in that draft, including uh Damian Harris and Miles Sanders and Devin Singletary and David Montgomery. I mean, there was a lot of guys who went in round three who would have given you about the same production that you've gotten out of Josh Jacobs to this point. So good job, Mayock. Let's move on to the Broncos. Yeah,
0: hopefully Mayock wasn't listening because we just kind of just beat him to death for a while well, there.
1: Oh quick. Yeah. Hey man. We're be, we're objectively giving him a review three years onto the job. This is this is not What's
0: your performance for you. Yeah, Mike? no.
1: Some people some people looked at his drafts the day of You're and so gave him an F, F because it he again. reached. <laughs> you know? Some people graded his drafts those days and gave him F's. We've at least given it a little couple years to breathe and we're giving him an F. So I don't know what to say. Um, I guess we'll give him a we'll give him a D. D minus. I'm D fine minus. with that. All right, let's talk about the Broncos. And let's talk about John Elway, who also gets uh, a D minus because he has put together a team that is ready to win now outside of the most important position on the field, which is a position that they have been unable to find a competent um, player for now going on all the years since Peyton Manning's arm fell off. Um, he, actually, he actually did get fired. He fired himself. He fired, he
0: fired him. Fired himself. Mm. And I, I would have to fire myself if I didn't uh, do my ad read here. okay.
1: By all means. Yeah, the price, price picks. Let's talk which price I need, uh, I need
0: Trevor Lawrence to do a little better here. He needs. He has 27 yards. Jameis Winston looking good. We probably will touch on halftime when we get oh, there. Really? Jameis Winston, nine of ten, 123, and two touchdowns, and he's out of the game now. They put Taysom in, but yeah, Is Lawrence struggling. Starting a job. Better. He he may have he looked he looked pretty good according to Twitter but uh, I do have a Prize Picks entry with T Law in it I need him to just keep playing honestly I figured I'd win that one by attrition because I thought he'd get a lot of uh, a lot of playing time today is what they said so if you want to play along with us hundred dollar match a hundred percent. Up hundred dollars instant deposit. And using the promo code Deep Dive, Trevor Lawrence to Etienne for three yards. There we go. We're just slowly adding it, getting to, Ma- like, each, I think I need,
1: yeah. like, 96 yards out you of know him. What? So it's, you know it's going to be a you, You're matriculating the ball down the field. That uh, That's what I need to start. You need 96 more yards? Is that what you said? No, I need 96 total, I think, off double-check. But Hank, Hank Stram stuff. Hank Stram
0: stuff there, matriculating. That was a, a halftime kind of like a keyword code word last oh, yeah. year. So all right. Absolutely back to cool. the back to the Broncos. I remember when we talked about the Raiders a bit ago? And yes. I said they had weird they had weird games. Like this was another equally weird uh, e- equally weird. A lot of weird close games. Like both Chargers games again. The, the Chargers games are weird. We, I mean, we're not even going to spend time on the Hinton game because we've, we've wiped that from the record books. That game didn't happen. If you're running numbers and trying to use historical data, that is just going to be a, an anomaly point that you should be tossing out because it shouldn't, you know, it shouldn't have any forward bearing on forward, pro, you know, prognosticating anything in the NFL. As, uh Kendall Hinton?
1: Kendall Hinton.
0: Kendall Hinton becomes the second most famous Hinton behind. S.E. Hinton, young female author from back in the day, um, and funny enough, I'm no I literature
1: at, guy. I don't know who S.E. Hinton is.
0: You've read The Outsiders, haven't you? A, M- a movie with everybody in it. Nah, it was an awful
1: movie.
0: Uh, the book was better. I mean, I hate to say it because that's so cliche, but yeah, <laughs> the, the, the the song sucked. Like, and I like Stevie Wonder, but yeah, the movie wasn't great. Um, Stig Old Pony Boy. There was. There was a train of thought that just got <laughs> derailed because I had to go do some weird reference. No, 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 okay, no, okay, okay, okay. Funny yeah. enough, looking back at that, the NFL stats and what have you, they award something akin to a pitcher's win loss. If a quarterback starts the game and you lose the game, you take the loss because you were the starter. And that's where you come away with quarterback win loss records. Yes. Philip Lindsay took the loss. Philip Lindsay will never recover from that. He will always have a below 500, a a losing quarterback record because he took the first snap out of Wildcat. In fact, he took the first couple snaps before Hinton came in. So technically, I I did not
1: realize this.
0: A little barroom trivia because everyone calls it the Kendall Hinton game. It's the Philip Lindsay game. Your starting quarterback that day was Philip Lindsay. So. Ugly, ugly game. Yeah, we had a couple other weird, ugly, close games. Brett, Brett really Rippon also started a
1: game.
0: Th- and that that's the thing, too. Like, the fact that this season was marred by so much injury that you had games where Brett Rippon started. You had Jeff Driscoll. Jeff
1: Driscoll started a game. Yeah, you, did
0: Jeff Driscoll
1: start? I think maybe the first one. Honestly, I thought he played right oh, off the bat. No, no, no. Drew Lock was was live against the Titans. They only they realistically they should have won that game. They had. I feel like he four, played. In, I think they four or five missed games. kicks from uh, Goskowski in that one, and the Titans still managed to get a win. Um, that was a bizarre game. Bizarre, bizarre, bizarre. Um, yeah, you're right. This was this this was this was, this was like. None of this really happened. This was a very, very bizarre. Yeah,
0: 5 season. five and I mean, just, yeah, I'm not going to spend a ton of time in the year because 5-11, the Chargers game that they won was just a weird back-and-forth thing. The Jets game was a Jets game, even though it was on the road. They didn't technically win two games in a row because the two games they won in a row, they won with a buy-in between them. They beat the Patriots in Gillette. They beat the Jets in MetLife and the rest of the games they won at home no they did win that late game against the panthers that was a late late season panthers swoon i suppose yeah. the chiefs game that was kind of close again the they this whole division had these games that were kind of Weird close ones, especially the Chiefs with basically all the other teams in the division outside of that. Yeah, I think they did blow the the Raiders out a little bit the one time at the the late Chargers game in SoFi. The six sixteen nineteen, the Raiders game that we already talked about to close of the season. Obviously the the Bills were finding their form late in the season and you know just blew the doors off them, put up on near a forty burger, a oh, fifty Pert- burger yeah. on them. Hurt near a fifty burger on him. Yeah, I'm feeling kind of country. I good. remember that
1: game. I remember that game well. Um, I don't remember. I don't remember which one was the Driscoll game. I do remember the Rippin game was the Jets, where they got the win. Rippin Rippin will probably go down as an all-time winner as a QB starter. I don't think he'll Briscoll ever get another week start. He was one and zero. Um, oh, did you watch the, 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 the Tennessee?
0: The, no, he uh, Drew Locke got hit by Bud Dupree and effed up his shoulder. And then Driscoll comes in. Steelers, luck. You know, the Steelers did start 11-0, but a lot of luck there. Um, so Driscoll played that game. He played the Bucs
1: game, which that oh, was so He game. must have started. He's, he, okay, yeah, so he, he came started in relief one for the game. Steelers. He started the Bucs. Okay. And then there was Rippon time for, for week four. God, what a mess of a fucking season. Um, Rippon
0: actually can again. Rippon, again, ripping again in the, the overlapping. Rippon came in late in the Bucks game because they were losing badly. They didn't score in the second half. They started 0-3. And then Rippin was your winning quarterback against the Jets?
1: Yeah, I feel like was. maybe there
0: might have even been some Flacco in that. Uh, that wasn't the Flacco. Well, Flacco, Flacco was, was the Jets quarterback. Flacco, Flacco was later, but uh, was it was... Flacco was
1: the Jets quarterback in that game.
0: Maybe winning. he did play. Man, that, there were some ugly matchups at quarterback in, in the league last year. The Patriots game was... Maybe the return of Locke, and then yeah, we obviously the Hinton game late. So five and eleven season never really was in it, but never. we saw some flashes of fun from this receiving core, and we yeah. said maybe they this need was, to go get a quarterback. And
1: this was such did. a it, this was such a weird team. I'm struggling to really put a point on their season because I don't think I bet a game until week thirteen. I took the points against Kansas City because at that point we kind of knew Kansas City. Wasn't using the good plays against the bad teams. And so you got, you know, you got, I think there were 13, 14 point dogs in that one, maybe more 16. It was a big ass number. And I took the points and I didn't even watch it. That was a Sunday night football game. My God, uh, chiefs, they were 13 point dogs, apparently anyway, they covered, I was fired up about that. And then I remember laying the points with the bills. And that was just such a bad matchup because the secondary, everyone in the Broncos' secondary was hurt. And uh, they had and no the pass Bills, rush. The Bills yeah, were, the, yeah the Bills were not pulling their punches. They were, they were like, we're just going to keep scoring because why not? And it was fun to watch. And that was we doubled up, dipped. We did a halftime show for that one. Remember on that Saturday, it was like mm-hmm. Christmas shopping season. Double dipped on that one. Hit it again at halftime. Uh, that was a really fun. Fun Saturday. I like, I like Saturday. a good double dip. Because
0: the double dip there's a bit of a bias to that. That's like, oh man, am I am I going more? And it, it does take it does take some huevos to be doing that. Well and you, you Bills, knew it yeah, wasn't
1: fun. You knew you weren't no. in a good situation at halftime because of luck, and you knew the Bills were a team that were just gonna continue to put their foot on their throats. Um, the Drew Luck experience. Drew Locke experience last year was bad he was the you want to guess this he was in contention with Wentz for worst quarterback on my rankings barely behind Darnold barely above Wentz a little bit below Jones um that's not a esteemed company (laughs) that's bad and it was it wasn't because of his EPA per play That wasn't great, but it wasn't, that wasn't that far off what you would expect. It was because his completion percentage above expectation was like historically putrid. He could not make the easy and medium throws beyond the hard throws. He couldn't make the easy ones. There was a lot of Jerry Judy running amok, running wide open, and he couldn't hit him. There was a lot of uh, Noah Fant creating separation as a tight end. Couldn't hit him. Um and ultimately it was uh it was a lost season for the Broncos because of his play.
0: Yeah, and th- th- losing Sutton, yeah, that sucks. Like you lost Sutton, but really Judy is, turned out to be good. Fant turned out to be okay. Hamler and Tim Patrick were pretty good depth guys like you had yeah. decent receiving options you actually had a half decent receiving back for parts of the year it's it's, it's really and i was trying to think of what hamler's injury was and how much knee, time he I, did I miss.
1: i don't think he played
0: I thought, I thought he got some he got usage rate he got some usage I'm going to have to go double check what his injury was. I know Sutton was like right away. And then Von Miller was like what the day before the season started or something silly, like literally like right before it happened. It's like, Oh man. And it's like a contract year for him too. This sucks. And you know, everyone was pumped for him and Chubb. And you, you do get that this year. So, I mean, if we want to concentrate on the, maybe some positives with the changes, like they did re Von Miller. Like you now have that, a pretty nasty combo on the edges. They uh, tagged Justin Simmons. They assigned Kyle, Kyle Fuller. They drafted Sertain. Like, this defense could be pretty good. And if the quarterback play is at league average, all of a sudden it's a team that's not getting embarrassed anymore. Like, I, I think a lot of upside, but a, it's it's kind of like the Vikings, where it's like, hey, here's a bunch of things that could go right. And if a bunch of them do, this team is competitive. And if half of them go right, this team is not competitive, but probably still better than last year. So I'm cautiously optimistic, but the yeah, the biggest things are the, the defense has to make something of these additions slash returns from injuries and the quarterback play has to not be, you know, thirty fifth in the
1: league. What do you think of Chubb? Is he does he have is he Overrated or appropriately rated? Because he's not underrated. <sighs> is he any no. good?
0: Yeah, I, th- I think he's fine. I think it helps to have you know your complete. I'm trying to think who the the D tackle next to him is. Harris. Like having that, having Miller, even in you know where he's at at his age, having him on the other side will help. But yeah, probably maybe a touch overrated to, you know normally rated if the secondary is improved and miller's back i think he'll be just fine i think he's very good okay
1: because he had 12 12 sacks his rookie year um bunch of quarterback hits he was menace uh obviously got hurt early in the season 2019 and then last year i guess he had a bounce back year still seven and a half sacks not as many uh quarterback hits or pressures as he did when he was a rookie so I'm, um, you know maybe it was just he needed another year from that injury maybe he needed a running mate or you know he just didn't need you know needed some mechanism not to be double triple teamed every time he was pass rushing but um uh I saw somewhere where he was in the top 100 players ranked in the NFL and I did a double take I was like huh like and then, like the guys he was listed around I was like are you serious like there's no way um, But anyway, we just uh, didn't
0: watch that defense perform very well. And I didn't uh, watch Hamler a lot was, of Broncos, Hamler was a hamstring. That. I did not. watch. I, I think that's where I'm at, too. Brian in the <laughs> chat. Hamler had a hamstring injury. Looks like he played 12 oh, games, God. but a couple of those were very little, very little usage where maybe Hamler? he was still. Thinking, You're not thinking of Hamilton?
1: Ham- Hamler. I'm looking at his game logs. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, K.J. Yeah. Hamlet. There he is. Oh, I see. He's listed with the running backs for some stupid reason. Oh, that's weird. He did He uh, did have, like, it looks like he had nine rushes, rushes for 40 oh, yeah. yards. Nine rushing attempts. Okay. He had enough that they bumped. Okay, I see how it's going on here. Honestly, um, he had
0: 30 catches, and he lines up in the slot most likely. I think he's a wide receiver, guys. I don't know what we're doing here. Anyway, he is he a wide had, receiver. Outside of that, any big changes that you want to touch on? I think fourth most just, targets. Okay. The, the certain <clears throat> defensive rookie of the year steam got out of control instantly after the pick 6. It's like, hey guys, he's playing the Vikings. Chill out. He's probably going to be good. I it's hard for a defensive secondary piece to be good immediately, but on a on a team with decent safeties and some other pieces that I think he could probably be good, especially with you know, bring in Fuller. I like Fuller a lot. I think I like that more than Surtain, but Sertain is going to give you many more years, hopefully. The rest of the draft, I didn't have a ton of opinions on. They went running back second and then uh, like a D3 center eventually, although it was Wisconsin Whitewater, who was a powerhouse.
1: So the entirety of this secondary is excellent now and deep this is one of those where you know it on paper and you can say it with confidence because if and if even if they take have a couple guys go down the guys you're slotting in uh to take over are going to be very very good certain i think will be an ideal guy to spell some of your uh your more experienced starters i like fuller i like callahan a lot And uh, I like Darby. Ronald Darby is a fine player as well. So this is a really good secondary. Uh, Yeah, if Sertain is your nickel guy, that's great. Like you have a good young press corner. That's for sure great. Great. Um, The problem is you're probably going to be a little bit of a tight end funnel. You know, your your linebackers are so committed to the pass rush and your off-ball linebackers are meh. I don't, you know, you, you know, Alexander Johnson, Josie Jewell, like those guys are going to get passed on a little bit. Safety's Kareem Jackson is good, but not good enough to, be, you know, be able to make up the diff, the gap there. Um, or are we doing the
0: DFS play here? Uh,
1: Evan, they're, Ingram, they're, Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram. Week a, one. Is streaming? that who it
0: is? Oh yeah, they're playing the, They're yeah,
1: yes. Oh, we been, haven't yes. done a
0: stupid. Yeah. Uh, DFS play yet. Yeah, our DFS play lock That's going to be again. a good
1: one. I don't know that anyone realizes that this is going to be a tight end funnel, but the wide receiver we, coverage we, is going to be so it. good every time. <laughs> the wide receivers are not going to have any separation against this unit. Uh, running backs are not going to have especially easy time going up against a relatively stout uh, interior DL here. This is going to be a good defense at the end of the day. You're going to be able to attack them with the tight ends, but that's about it. Uh, ultimately... Um, I think they I think they have a lot of things going for them in terms of depth in terms of talent, and uh, I would guess that um, this is a top ten defense. Ultimately, you agree? Yeah, for they're sure. They're being they're being priced like that though, like there's these are some low totals. They're expected to be good, and they're coached by Vic Fangio, who is obviously uh, a defensive guy. guy. Yeah, nope. Ed Donatel still the coordinator. Um, however, on the offensive side of the ball, they have turned over the keys to Pat. Shermer. Uh, We also do not know what the deal is with Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Locke situation. Do you have, I guess here's two questions for you. Do you have a a lean either way with what they're going to do? And do you think it matters in terms of handicapping this team and their potential for this season?
0: Yeah, I think Teddy with good protection and good receivers around him is probably the better option. But again, what what are you looking for from this team? Like, are you, do you thinking, hey, we have Teddy Bridgewater now and the defense is locked down. We're a playoff team? Because if you don't, if you think your ceiling is like nine wins, ten wins maybe, it's like, oh, well, we didn't make the playoffs, but we had a winning season and the fans are kind of happy, but now we have a crappy draft pick and we're right back where we started. Like the Drew Locke experience, there's cases to be made It's like start him. If he absolutely stinks, then you know and you can get rid of him and move on with your life, and you might have a better draft pick to go with it. So uh, I would start Teddy just because I just can't stomach watching Drew Locke play anymore. But, uh, yeah, it's again, Teddy Bridgewater is probably not a long-term answer either. So it'll be interesting to see where this uh, heads. And then my question back to you, Drew, I'm going to fire it right back to you, You were pretty harsh on COVID holdouts, not because they held out, like you were fine with people doing what they thought they were right, but you're harsh on them as far as what you think you'll get for performance.
1: I have low expectations, yeah.
0: Yeah, low expectations. I'm going to say harsh. I'm going to say you were hateful. I'm going to really rant about (laughs) it. Okay. Um, No, but just going back to that, like what about somebody who essentially the same kind of thing, like Vaughn Miller? He wasn't a hold up, but he missed the entire season. I yeah. mean, uh, do you have any empirical, uh, I'm putting you on the spot, just, like bring up the studies that show me, but like, do you have any good comps to that where it's like, hey, this guy missed a whole year and then he comes back and he's not, you know, he, especially I believe it was an Achilles. Like, are you, uh, can you bounce back from that? We saw Durant, like, Achilles injury is a nasty injury, especially for somebody who's trying to get off, off the edge, up on your toes like that. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm yeah. a little nervous about that.
1: If you're asking me what is my Vaughn is washed probability, it's 30-ish. Well, I, between 30 and 40 is what I would have said. Um, his value in my by my numbers peaked in the 2015 season. It was almost as good in the 2016 season. And then it has slowly waned through 2019. And a year off at age 31 does not help. He is now entering his year 32 season. For him to be anywhere close to as effective as he was in his late 20s, I think is asking a lot. Um, he needs to be a complimentary piece. Uh, he needs to be able to do, you know, if, if, if the, the less you have to ask of him, the better, honestly. And I would not be surprised if he ends up splitting snaps with a guy like Jonathan Cooper, potentially. You know, you get a young guy in there for some snaps and you put him in on obvious passing downs and make him go disrupt. You know, he does the uh, he does the Dwight Freeney deal, you know, late in his career where you're like, no, he's obviously a super disruptive pass rusher. You just have to deploy him effectively. Right. Because there's that trade all the time. Yeah. There's that. There's the trade off where the older you get as an edge, the athleticism declines, your speed, your, you know, your your power. Uh, your ability to get past the blocker diminishes, and you have to lean more on your craftiness, your you know what what you're what you're doing in terms of misdirection and uh, and moves. And Miller has that stuff, so I think he can still be effective, but I don't expect much from him in terms of his year 32 season. Um, like any market that has sack odds for you know sack price for him, I would look for the under. I don't think he's giving. He's not. My 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 sack number for him probably six, realistically, I think is a fair fair price. Have
0: to see if the, I've seen the individual player prop market has exploded in like the last two weeks. As far as I know, the it's really insane. I'll have to go hunt that down. I I kind of want you to answer the quarterback question too, and maybe do it twice. Like, what's the right move? And then, what's the right move for like the long term? Oh, like, like, is it, it? What's the? What would you do, and why would you do it? Uh, maybe that's a better way to phrase.
1: it. By the way, give me Von Miller on points bet. Give me Von Miller under nine and a half sacks at plus one hundred five. That's a, oh man, that that's is pretty weird. high. That is a beauty. <laughs> My goodness gracious, that's high. Um, all right, uh, the quarterback question for Denver is whatever. It's all. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about for this team at this point you have a team that is top 10 in the NFL and talent at every important area, uh, except for quarterback where you are bottom five. And one of two, I thought you framed it well, which is that you just go with lock this year and you close your eyes and you say either we get the Josh Allen explosion, where his completion percentage over expected is league average. And then all of a sudden he is like a very Capable <laughs> passer, right? And all of a sudden, you know, you have the weapons in Judy and Hamler and and Sutton. Although I'm not expecting Sutton to be effective really until later in the season, if at all this season, um, just because of the injury. But Fant is good. Like if 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 Lock does the Drew the Josh Allen impression, you're set. Keep you know run run out the run out the uh, the extent of what he will give you as a quarterback, and either extend him or don't not probably not going to matter uh but the the teddy bridgewater experiment to me is a mistake because that does put you squarely in purgatory Uh, i think it makes you you a better playoff game you are not winning a playoff game you are going to the playoffs probably you're getting the seventh seed probably or you're going to be eliminated in january right one of the you know you're on the bubble really yeah
0: you're 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 either last year's dolphins or you're you know your last year's who was the last team in uh, the Colts. Colts, yeah. Yeah, you're one of those two teams. Yeah. And like it's exciting to have a playoff game. It will not be It, it in, will be on the road. In Vesco field and yeah. mile high or whatever.
1: No. You're um, going but, to who's the two seed gonna be? You're probably going to Buffalo? Oh. Maybe you're going to Kansas City. It's yeah.
0: closer, I guess, for travel wise, as Maybe far you're as getting home after the beatdown. <laughs> yeah, you're you're probably yeah, you're traveling to you're traveling to another cold weather city to get the shit kicked out of you, likely. And yeah, I think it it's, it sucks because like uh, we do this a lot where we play GM and say what what's better for the team long term, and like we're probably right that Teddy's you know worse long term. No, I no. still want Teddy to start. No, <laughs> I still want to see him play. I can't stomach. Andy,
1: Andy, you start Drew luck all all 17 games, assuming he's healthy. And you said it already he is either good enough that you he does the he that does the josh allen and now you're maybe you could win because he's got a, he's got a tool He's he's got the tools he's got an arm like if yeah. he can reign in if he's even remotely accurate which is something i would not have entertained as possible until josh allen proved it right would not have entertained it if we were having this conversation last year i would say nope the data is what it is lock is done get rid of the bum right but the josh allen Resurrection has forced me to revise what I think is possible. Man. I think it's it's possible. Yes. Hang on. I'm not saying it's, it's happening. Pos- it's, it's possible. Okay. See so you see if it happens. If it does not happen, you sign Aaron Rodgers. That's all there is to it. Aaron Rodgers wants to get out of Green Bay. We that yeah. has been the entirety of this this uh this um off season was Rodgers maneuvering his way to be to have his foot one foot out the door. Um that's your that's your fallback and it's not that I think bad of a fallback.
0: No, I think no matter what happens like that's hopefully the move. You should be once the big boards start to come out late in the season for the draft, you start texting Aaron asking him who do you think we should pick? Like, exactly. Only, exactly. Like, who do you want? Obviously, you don't need a receiver. You're set at receiver. Like, hey, would you like a, a new offensive tackle?
1: You want another tight end? What, what would you like? I don't even know if you need very many good offensive. You, don't need you, you, Munch, you don't Yeah, need much. you have Munchak. Munchak is amazing coaching up these guys. You're going to have great pass pro. You, you uh, don't
0: need much on that offensive side outside of a quarterback. It is get, quite quite startling.
1: Okay. How if, well that if, marriage if Locke, would work? If Locke fails and you're picking in the top five of the draft, you get a pass rusher to take to to take the crown from Von Miller as sort of the guy, and you're you're off and running. Honestly, like that. This is
0: right. There's no an interesting point. They could get Jimmy was, G yet this year. Uh, I'd rather like as as I'd Ron.
1: rather suck this year and and get Rodgers, bring Rodgers in, honestly, and get a good draft pick. I don't think I want the. I don't want that. You have Teddy Bridgewater. The difference between Teddy Bridgewater and Jimmy G over the balance of a season, maybe uh, you cover one more game. You're not winning or losing many more.
0: Yeah, it's probably, it's probably a little better. It's a bigger arm, but yeah, it's, it's not. I'm not a big Jimmy G excitement guy. Roger, though, boy, that's fun. That would be – boy, of all the teams of the 50-whatever Super Bowls now that have won multiples, like, talk about the highest average age. Like 75-year-old Peyton Manning, 40-year-old Aaron Rodgers, and then and John Elway at the Elway absolute in end late of his 30s. career. It's just weird. Like, that's how they do it up there. Uh, it's it it's that fresh air. Honestly, I love going up to Denver. I have family it's there. The, yeah, it's the I enjoy, air. I enjoy going the ball there flies all the flies farther, yeah. Oh my God, Rogers! Rogers' hail marys from his own end zone, like hyperbole, but fun to think about. So, oh yeah, that that is something I guess we'll maybe not find out soon. It says uh, Sean Payton has decided he's going to make a decision here after this after this game or before the season starts. He said, but uh, I don't know if we're gonna get. I don't know if we're gonna get a decision on this uh, Teddy and Lock thing anytime soon. So. Interesting, but
1: uh, yeah, I I don't know what happens. L. A. I, won I would, I would Super still... Bowls in his year thirty seven and thirty eight seasons. That's idea. Yeah, right. it like, it's insane. It um, would be
0: yeah, three three quarterbacks to retire after winning a Broncos Super Bowl.
1: Yeah. Oh, by the way, Stevie Stevie Johnson's about to get beat. You see that? I guess Alex Poprin wasn't throwing this match. The what Stevie was that Johnson wild team about. That's Stevie Johnson's team. We'll never figure it out.
0: We'll never know.
1: We'll never know. Um, all right. Schedule? Well, let's look at the schedule for the Broncos. Is it fair to be bullish on these guys, or is it stupid? <sighs> Again, if they start
0: Teddy or if Locke has had some turnaround and the the Josh Allen thing is like, yes, we have to give it a non-zero chance, but man, I don't know if we'll ever see a turnaround like that again. Like just the perfect combination of the player being willing to be coached, the right coaches at the right time and already having the huge physical gifts. He has a massive arm. Like the improvement we saw was like nothing else I've ever seen. Maybe ever again. So my, my optimism for Drew Locke improving, isn't there? But if it happens, like this, is a team that has a hefty stable of wide receivers, a decent tight end, like you said, a good, a good offensive line, again, and a defense that could come around because of a decent coverage unit and hopefully what we think is good defensive ends. And the schedule's not that bad. Yeah, at no. Cleveland, at they're KC, fa- they're favored in nine good- games. The rest of it is very winnable, especially late. If the Raiders stink like we kind of implied they would, that is a game you're a dog at or you could go indoors late in the season and win. Yeah, coin flip. The Chargers, I think that's a tough one, but it's a coin flip. The Kansas City game is the perfect spot for a Kansas City game. If Kansas City, what if, you know, I think we're going to be a little Debbie Downer on them, but what if they're just really good again? And there, you you could be in the brown spot where you're playing, you know, you're playing Chad Henne in week 18 to lock up, like, uh, you know, lock up a five seed or something along those lines. If, if if things hash out right, but yeah, you have to win the coin flips. Obviously, the two early games, Giants and Giants and Jags on the road, that sucks, especially with the East Coast game early in Jacksonville. In the summer, second leg of a back-to-back. So although the teams aren't highly power-rated, kind of a rough one-two punch to start out with. You get the respite with uh, the Jets at home facing a rookie quarterback up in Denver early in the season. The Baltimore one, they're coming off a back-to-back that's less coin flippy, but it still is, I guess. Pittsburgh is another – boy, this is another one where they have four of these East Coast games, early time slot. Pittsburgh's mm-hmm. a toughie. Vegas at home. Cleveland's probably a loss on Thursday Night Football. Man, that's that's not a good spot for what we think is – maybe we haven't mentioned him a lot. Good defensive coach, but probably a very below average overall head coach a overall below average head coach on Thursday night football is not what you want. Cleveland under seven is maybe a play there. If that offense is looking good. Uh, the Washington is a double at advantage spot off Thursday nights advantage. Washington's getting kind of dicked with some of those, um, people coming off Thursday night, the
1: Washington that we, and we talked about that on the Washington pod. They have a sneaky shit schedule. It is like sneaky shitty. Yeah.
0: Dallas. Maybe that's a little too many points for Dallas too. Yeah, this, especially that's a bad matchup if your strength is your passing your game you face a good yeah. secondary.
1: Yep, especially the, the the depth, the depth. If if you and it's Dallas are thinking you're going to pass all over these guys because you have three or four ways to attack them through the air, well, they have three or four ways to defend you. Yeah, effectively.
0: So, looking and looking at a way to bet this team is if they were okay through the first half of the season. You look at that bye, and they have the Chargers, Detroit, and Cincy at home with the KC home game very late, possibly uh, an ugly game that doesn't matter to KC. Yeah, you can't assume that, but there is that's a non-zero chance. The KC game at KC is maybe just a loss because that's a, a tough spot with KC off their bye, Amy Reid off their bye, and on the road. Great. Not, Not great. great. But the rest of those games – there are seven games, and six are pretty winnable if you're playing well. So that might be a spot in the if uh, off the Philly game, uh, off the bye maybe teams you're kind of forgetting about the team off the bye. Some other team is in vogue that week during week eleven, and we take a little Denver to make the playoffs, seeing what the price is.
1: I like that. Um, you know what this schedule screams at me as I look at it: high variance wins. Total. <laughs> this is a high variance win total team. Look at all those coin flips. Whole yep. fucking thing is coin flips. They have five two, yeah, they have, five
0: wins or five losses.
1: They have two games. They have two games that I have high confidence they will lose. And they have two games that I have high confidence they will win. And the and rest of other thirteen could go either way. That's insane, man. This is an alt win total team, whatever way you feel about them. If you and think Drew is- Locke is garbage and that they're going to sink with Drew Locke at quarterback, and Teddy Bridgewater is no better, go fire your all your bullets on the all-under. And if you think that Drew Locke could take a meaningful step forward, potentially without getting hurt in the first week of the season, potentially with a a, a whole offseason working with Josh Allen and, and uh, Jordan Palmer, and that his accuracy is going to be fixed, that he's going to lead this team to a playoff spot, then bet the all-over. All
0: yeah, maybe just one more reason that if you do think that uh, Drew Locke is bad, he might be who you start. Because with all these coin flips, you can have a top six, seven pick rather than almost making the playoffs and just kind of being in a weird purgatory for one more year. Nobody likes that. The fans don't want that. Nobody – it's hard to convince a team that they should tank or, you know, a front office, especially Elway, who doesn't seem to get it. But – uh yeah. Like if, if you were playing with bad quarterback play, this is a team that loses two thirds of those coin flips and wins like six games. Absolutely. Maybe five. So yeah, kind of an all all total team and yeah, let's take a look at the odds here, Matt.
1: Ooh. Those are not big enough numbers. What's
0: yeah, I going think on here? I I I'm gonna, I think um yeah, Dan made these for you on vacation. Hopefully, he's <laughs> hopefully, he's watching so he can feel some shame. We should congratulate producer Dan on his engagement. He was on distracted. vacation. He was distracted because he had to ask the woman he loved the biggest question in life, and he was he was probably nervous. And you know what? She said yes. So good for producer Dan. Although bad on producer Dan because they are not seventeen to one to win the Super Bowl. That what was, are they? Uh, probably Probably a different team. I bet them at seventy-five to one when I thought they were getting Deshaun Watson, like in February. Is that uh, too
1: late for that to go through? We're not eh, going to see that. I don't. I don't know what to. Do you the, give the, up uh, assets to bring in Watson at this point, or just hold hold your breath for uh, Rogers? Again,
0: with LA, who knows, man? But. Uh, it is an interesting question because now the the legal people are saying like hey guess what he could play all year because this is going to take too long but then you're kind of mortgaging next year if these legal issues don't go away so it's a higher
1: risk but it's it's sooner I'm seeing 30 like it's now to I'm seeing 35 to one for the Broncos Super Bowl right now
0: I was gonna say 40-ish yeah so 35 40 probably right around there 15 to one to win the afc. AFC West plus five fifty. These have both all of these again. These kind of got knocked with all the rumors of first Watson and then Rodgers. I ought to think uh, he was uh, one-time guest, Cleve T A. Cleve T A. He made the case for why why not Watson to to Denver.
1: Why not?
0: And that's where I got seventy-five to one. I have also twenty to one to win the AFC West. Some soft early numbers that you couldn't get a lot down on, but they're still numbers I'm pretty proud of because they are long
1: gone. Even if Under. we are
0: going to start Teddy Ridgewater quarterback, those aren't happening. Uh, to make to
1: the win playoffs. the AFC, that's a, that's a better price than they're currently to win the AFC, which is insane. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's a great job by you.
0: Um, To make the playoffs. Is that kind of an alt total that you could probably just get a better price on like over 10 and a half?
1: Yes, you probably can. Because what, what do
0: you think it takes to make the playoffs in the FC? Ten it's, it's Ten it's wins. Ten or, ten or ten eleven. Wins at,
1: ten wins at least. Probably yeah. eleven. Probably eleven. Yeah. Uh, do you want to know what the alt win over is, out of curiosity? I mean, the, the regular, st- the standard big total, over eight and a half is minus 130. Under eight and a half is plus 104. Um, let's see what the alts are. Pull them up right now. Uh, is that under exotics, or where would that be? What would that be? Futures? NFL? I no, know. Something struggling. like that. Futures? Yeah, all,
0: t- all totals have been tougher to find. Thanks I found some. One I watched kidnapping in Costa Rica. Uh,
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ.
0: Well, that's, I mean, that, I, I mean, in RIP, and I kidnapping feel bad for wrong, everybody. Yeah. yeah, I feel bad for everybody involved, but, like, the downfall of that sports book and the turn into to bet any sports and the mess that's become with the tangiers. fucking, It's awful. I could sit yeah. here and bitch about sports books all day, but yeah. All, all totals look for them. Um, while you're looking, what do you think? It's just the regular total. Like, it's just a stay away because of the high variance. I think the answers. is. Oh, uh, yeah, 100%. Right.
1: Yeah, you're only betting this alt. Uh, I can get over nine and a half for plus 145. That is a better bet than to make the playoffs. Yes, at plus 145. I don't even need to do the math. Yeah, because 10 does not guarantee it. No, 10 does not guarantee it. It's going to be very, very competitive for those playoff spots. There have um, been
0: 11 win teams that didn't make the playoffs when we had six spots. The Mancastle Patriots didn't.
1: One so, team out. One team out of the following will win 10 games and not make the playoffs is my prediction. Pittsburgh, Denver, Chargers, Patriots, Dolphins. One of those five teams will miss the playoffs as a double-digit win team.
0: I go with that. You see South Dakota won anyway.
1: They did, even without Gavin.
0: Their second pitcher is apparently pretty good, too. Six innings to shutout. <laughs> they're up plus 180, dude. I know. They're just not getting respect. You know why they're not getting respect? Because they're from South Dakota. Uh, Yeah, I guess they're from South Dakota. Maybe it's a vax thing. Like their governor's been pretty
1: outspoken. They're worried
0: all these coaches have COVID or something.
1: Wow. I don't know. Sioux Falls. South Dakota. Molly World Series, man. They're they're making making me whole from a very rough weekend. Um, All right. Well, uh, I think if I had to play an alt, I'm playing over nine and a half. On these Broncos before I'm playing under seven and a half. The under seven and a half, if you wanted to know for pricing, was is plus two fifteen. Um obviously it's a better price, but uh and one of these two is cashing. They're not finishing with eight or nine wins. No we'll way.
0: We'll have to clip this.
1: Eight or nine wins? Nah, not happening. Not happening. At least not to the certainty implied by this market pricing.
0: We'll yeah, we'll clip this when That's they lose the their point. tenth game. We'll play it
1: again. Yeah, exactly. All right. Cool. Um, well,
0: thanks. Yeah. Thanks for hanging with us guys. I've, uh, I won my prize picks. Nice. Yeah. Lawrence Lawrence, it was Lawrence and Ty Montgomery receiving yards over. Oh,
1: good. Lawrence. One. Lawrence any ended thoughts up nice on the uh, second half line here. What Looks do we got? Like 20 points say, so, just, 20 points so far just, scored in this game. They are exactly on pace for this over depending what price you got, I guess. Yeah. some people might be had a 40 some people got 39 and a half i saw this moving today while i was so on so the, the thing air
0: is i i'm probably a little sketched out about any unders here i'm not saying i'm betting the over but the fact is you're going to see more Taysom. you're going to see maybe more uh maybe some more trevor lawrence and probably mostly Minshew. so you're getting starting level quarterbacks against backup defenses so uh yeah that's going to that's kind of rough looking at an under, even though it is a big total. And then you have Brian. Brian brings up Charlie Hoffman, top 20 choke. Yeah, that was rough. Oh, they got Keegan and Connors kept shit together. So the, uh, Josh Wilkin in the chat, thank you. Jags minus 1.5 over I'm under 17.5. One,
1: yeah, I'm seeing 1.5 minus 110 for the Jags. I don't hate that, but.
0: I don't know. Taysom. Taysom's not bad, especially Taysom against backups.
1: Taysom's not bad, but you, the depth for the Saints defensively is also quite poor.
0: Yeah, I might just I might just yellow the the stupid uh, public side and go over
1: seventeen. I might half, have this in the sweetheart teaser. You can't put seventeen and a half. You can't fire on a seventeen and a half. I no. Lie. I'm going to look
0: for an alt. I'm going to look for like nineteen
1: and a half. There you go. That's fine. That's doable. Again. Although, yeah, where do you find those anymore? Scoring, <laughs> if yeah, no, 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 no. That's over. If you can get yeah, if you can get nineteen and a half for a better price, you're in great shape. Uh... Yeah, I do. I do miss
0: the dimes of five, where there was always the pull-down menu. Just... There was like six. They had different options on second-half team totals.
1: Yep, the they'll dimes. buy. You can buy or sell anything, any... anywhere there, and even if you were killing them by doing that, they would still let you do it. If you're a uh, yeah,
0: if you're a sportsbook manager listening, and actually I'm gonna talk to somebody over at DraftKings about this. Um, also, you know what the world needs? First half teasers. <laughs> people people will get killed on those. Like those can't like you get three points instead of six. People will get murdered on those. They don't cross enough stuff. They never will. I don't know. There's no such thing as key first half numbers really outside of maybe a three. So. First half teasers. Let's bring that in. If you're listening,
1: what do you think of um, speaking of week one, do you have you played any, or do you have any appetite to get involved in uh, Broncos at the giants?
0: The giants aren't playing anyone. They've said like, no, no, no. For week one. Oh, I thought you meant the next preseason game. Just, just probably some Evan Ingram props. If we've been over this, like he's our guy. Lock Evan Ingram, Evan Ingram props. I really Titanfall. hope
1: that game. I really hope that game goes over. That would be so fucking good for future stuff. You know how there's fluky random shit that happens mm-hmm. in week one. If that game flies over, that's gonna set up like ten bets over the next couple weeks. It's gonna they be so good.
0: Week two overreaction day.
1: Yeah, exactly. There's gonna be some great shit like that if uh, if that happens. Um, God. The- Look at this broncos starting schedule man giants jags jets who did what did they do to deserve this <laughs> unbelievable um all right well let's put a bow on this episode and get our uh let's get in, get in uh in regular season form and do some chiefs Chargers on wednesday sound good yeah,
0: yeah, this is going to be a good one. This is going to be a lot of fun. I'm I'm pretty psyched for the Chargers season, and we have a lot of devil's avocado to be um, speaking about for the team down there in the middle of – where did Trump say they were? Was it Kansas? Because it's really in Missouri? Yes. Even though Kansas City is kind of in Kansas too. It's in both, yeah. Great barbecue though. Great barbecue. God, I need to get back there. Might have to go to a game sometime. Go visit Mr. Caleb. All right. See you guys. If you're in the YouTube give me a thumbs up and let's hit the music